all right hello everybody and welcome back to the old moon podcast episode 44 right yes, yes. sir 44 you know, i'm gaming okay <laughs> yes sir uh i am your host blue squadron joined as always with my two wonderful co-hosts we'll start with blonde first hello it's me blonde bear still grinding for the merch ring and lvi and chilling at thornwood and olin's catch me at twitch.tv slash blonde bear to watch that all right right on and jaykun hi my name is jaykun i'm an awakening with name in 765 gear score i do a lot of end game pve content such as olin's um the dungeons and i'm currently checking out the game power world since it's on everyone's radar nowadays and you can find me over at twitch.tv slash jaykun before the t right on um all right so this first topic i'm just gonna be honest with you i don't know how to say israhid um, plateau Sure. Yeah, that's first try. That's what I would have said too. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> I, look, I don't know. I'm American, bro. I just do it. You know what I mean? Dem- my my sailor's name yeah, is L. Captain. Right? Yeah. My. <laughs> okay. Screw you. My sailor's name is L. Captain Blue because that's what it says. Captain Blue in Spanish. But like you guys didn't know that because I I literally I made it Spanish yeah. with the L. Um, uh-huh. but like. Today's first topic is the Israhid Plateau. So for those of you that don't know, this is the southern Ulakita grind zone that they're adding. Um, and there's a lot of opinions uh, about this grind zone. Uh, I will say that, like, the translation was not super great. Like, the Korean translation was not super great. Uh, and it wasn't... I don't think it's actually on live servers quite yet, unless KR got it, like, a couple days it's ago. KR. Okay, so mm-hmm. KR literally just got it. So uh, we're going to be talking mm-hmm. a little bit about this as our first topic here. You guys are the PVE lords. I am but a PVE child, if you will. Although I'm, I've been grinding a lot more lately. I, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm kind of becoming mm. one of you guys. Um, I Let's love my go. grind content. Um, but like, <laughs> so what do you guys think about the plateau? I'll start with Jaykun. This is uh, one of your topics. So, so uh, first, just to, like talk about the the region. It's the you know the region itself is South Ulakita. It has it has a very snowy aesthetic, which was like very definitely caught me off guard i mostly associate like a media indicated to be more like savannah and canyon like zones so the snow makes me think that oh. <laughs> you know, perhaps mountains of eternal winter part two might be a possibility in the future uh, you know actually mm-hmm. um actually <laughs> it's not yeah it's not really a savannah um but yeah that's fine it's all right more but like yeah a, no you're like right. a drier area yeah um, no, it was more of a yeah it's and, like a transitioning yeah yeah mm-hmm. and internal winter came out in april of 2020 so it's almost been four years since um since it never came out on console <laughs> but um it came to us purely you know like Ulukita came to us purely as like an end game zone in like small batches of content um yeah I, I enjoyed my time there i think out of all the three zones i i probably liked city of the dead most due to the satisfying kill mechanic um but the final zone Israel plateau um features this like um these these mobs with really interesting aesthetic like it's it's a mechanical aesthetic these are mechanical mobs which i think the last time we saw more mechanical mobs were in uh, i think it was marnie's marnie's um marnie's labs zones i don't think is there any other i guess um yeah i think those are the only mobs where we have we have like mechanical stuff i guess ancient city stuff like ancient civilization stuff like history stuff are are kind of like 
No, no, those are no? just like ancient like they're, weapons. They're you know like what I mean? Robot, ancient I, I mean, weapons, I guess so. Yeah. Mm. I actually love that they introduced this new like mechanical like hextechy looking grind zone yeah. with Scholar. Mm. I feel like Scholar in the lore could be like the inventor of mm. a lot of this stuff. Um, would be super sick. So, um, yeah, Blonde, mm. what do you think about it? Blonde, you're muted, big guy. Whoops, I'm so sorry. Um, it looks cool. Um, the monsters look cool. The design looks cool. I love the steampunky aesthetic as well. Um, very reminiscent of like Marnie type stuff. And yeah, during with the alchemist or sorry, scholar, the alchemist like coming out, it's kind of like on point, on key. Um, very cool. Uh, that's about as far as that goes. So I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand why this spot was released. What? Oh, what do you <laughs> mean? Honest. What do you mean you don't understand why this was really honestly? Okay, so yeah, okay, good. We get Lakita. We got the first two spots. They're progressively giving us more of the region, so it's like slowly trickle down content. Um, we have the two other areas, and then they finally sprinkle in the boot, which came a little bit later because of the translation of the storyline. But it, it could have been earlier, but. They release it and it's like, oh, okay, cool. Here's this new area. It's got the new boots. It's got the new artifacts. Everything everybody's been hyped for. And now, what, two months after that spot's out? After everybody's gotten their boot, most people have gotten their artifacts, mm -hmm. at least the first set. They introduce a new area. Same exact drops. Same stuff. Drops a little bit more fragments for the, the things, the artifacts. But there's nothing different. There's nothing nothing special or unique about it. There's no extra drop other than the style of the grind spot. And I just um why? It, <laughs> why? I think they just wanted to give people more like options to grind at because let's be honest, the Ulakita grind zones kinda suck. Like it's literally really? just kill the mobs. Like there's like like there's no like real mechanics. Are there mechanics? Sure. But it's just kill them. That's every sure. mechanic is just kill them. Mechanically designed, I think it looks really cool and it's fun. And these machines mm -hmm. explode. What and is keep the mechanic? The into... I, I guess I, just from what I've seen, I've seen a few clips. I haven't seen like a full nonstop video of it. But basically, you're there's something that activates the the conductor thing. I don't know what you want to call it. The machine. I can, I can explain some of the mechanics if you want. Yeah, yeah, please, oh. please do. So you have this big giant um ofen, like mechanical ofen tet, or often tet, however you pronounce it. And you one of the legs will glow a red color, and you gotta hit that leg, and once that leg gets destroyed, it will topple over, and then the body becomes vulnerable. Once you hit the body, these elites will spawn, and then once you kill the elite, the there'll be these green zones you can stand in to get the green Ulukita buff that we've been getting throughout the other Ulukita zones. And that allows you to get empowered, and then you can just keep killing the waves of mobs. And then something interesting happens once the uh, structure or uh, or whatever the mob it is called gets back up. Once it gets back up, it starts pulsing in damage, but not to you, to the mobs. Like it instantly kills the mobs for you for like 30 seconds. And so you can just stand there, take a break for 30 seconds, and it will kill mobs for you. And then the mechanic repeats. You topple the leg over, kill the elite, get the green buff, then it gets back up, and then you get a little bit of a break. And that's the, the gameplay flow, which interesting, interesting design for it. Uh, I don't know um, the exact reasoning for uh, allowing, I guess they wanted to give players a break when grinding, 
I kind of thought it would be it would have been an interesting like maybe party grind zone in Ulakira, um, where you had this big giant mob. Usually, when I think of big you know uh, party grind zones, I like fighting big big giant mobs with my friends. Um, and this could have been a perfect opportunity for it, but it's still a solo zone. It's still a solo area, so. Yeah, I, I think I it absolutely could have been a party grind zone. Like, mm -hmm. I, I was surprised I, when it wasn't. I think that when I say, like, what was the point of releasing this spot, it's it's a, it's not a group spot. It drops nothing else special unique. Mm -hmm. The only thing you cool about it is the looks, because it is different looking than the other three spots that all look exactly the same in Ulakita and um, the mechanic. But, like, other than that, mm -hmm. it's just, I guess, a cooler D Dark Seekers retreat. Um but yeah, I, I completely agree. The spots look large enough that like it should have been a group spot. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't know if maybe that was their original intention. And then, I don't know, maybe the backlash from Olin's feedback over the last few months to KR has been like, oh, we hate group grinding. We don't have any friends. We don't join guilds. We don't we don't like playing with anybody in an they MMORPG. Like what the Dude, they, don't, they don't like nothing, bro. And so maybe that <laughs> feed it in, fed into it. But like, I just, I don't know, like having like four new well, four plus new grind spot, solo grind spots introduced. And then like maybe one group spot isn't really the worst thing ever, especially if it doesn't drop anything unique. So if it would have been a grind spot, I'd be like, this is going to be awesome. I can't wait to go here with some friends. Like I know uh, plenty mm -hmm. of friends that want to go and get new uh, second and third sets of the artifacts, but it being a solo spot is like, maybe if they released it the same time as DSR, then it would have had a, I guess a purpose. Cause then it's mm -hmm. like, oh, there's like what, 14? 15 to 20 rotations of Dark Seekers Retreat, and if you can't find a spot, then this is your extra spot. And you'll get less mm -hmm. embers, but you'll get your artifacts faster, which is a good compromise if you have to go to the side spot. But it not having anything else, I just said, just seems kind of Another odd. niche. Yeah, there's nothing... Now, now they could add something in the future, which they've done to plenty of spots, right? All the Debos were technically mm -hmm. added after those spots were already in the game. Mm -hmm. So that could be it, but... Um, at, they there, just, there other than looking still, cool in the mechanics, it seems silly. Mm -hmm. There could still be a possibility where they can rework. They, if you look at the Global Labs, they they're reworking Dark Seekers Retreat. Yeah, um, that's true. They're changing it completely, ways, and, and, it and we have no idea. Really cool, and we have no idea what's happening with it. Bro, <laughs> bro, when Inven yeah. <laughs> Inven went to go translate it, Hughes trying to translate it. I like everyone's trying. Google can't translate mm -hmm. it, obviously, but like. No one can mm. figure out what exactly they're trying to tell us is happening with Dark Seekers. Um, we'll see. I mean, it seems like they've got some kind of like summoning mechanic and like something else. Mm -hmm. They also talked about redoing the other two spots as well. They mentioned that in the, I don't know if it's the Coffee on Ball or something else, one of the letters where they said that like they know players are disappointed and they want it buffed because there's feedback about how the spots are garbage, which mechanically maybe they are, but not literally. <laughs> maybe City, I guess, is technically on the lower end, but Tungrant is balling. Like, a good spot so kind of silly i don't know i just thought that like yeah i just thought that like the issue it, i was really 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 hoping it was going to be a group grind spot because i literally Damn. when it when 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 dark seekers retreat came out i was literally in a four or five man party and we were just running around at the same plateau together like that was fun and we weren't even killing the same mobs we were just killing it next to each other but the camaraderie of like getting to hang out with your friends when the new big rush for the new content's out and everybody's doing it all together like that's really fun and enjoyable to do but um and it seems like that could have happened with the new spot and they just were like i don't know missed opportunity i guess um 
I just think that like having a group grind spot every like again four to five other grind spots isn't the worst thing in the world and i don't know why they seem sort of allergic to it yeah i mean like i it could have been a group grind zone it could have been incredible um number one number two why are they adding it we don't really know doesn't really matter like okay extra grind zone cool uh it alleviates the need to grind dark seekers retreat you can grind this place instead although i think it has basically the same gear requirement as that uh that's right right mm -hmm. um yeah it's not even a higher cure wreck which yeah. would be cool because if it had a higher drop rate but it was harder or more mechanically challenging then that would also be cool too because it's risk versus reward or maybe it was an easier spot and they dropped less but it's it's neither of those things um if it would have came out at the same time again that what i said earlier that would have probably made more sense too but now it just feels like they're trying to fill up the world now they could be adding stuff in the future and they just wanted this to sit here and simmer for a little bit get the you know land on morning light 2 coming out later this year and then they'll go back to like editing some of that or maybe over the next few months they'll edit it but it just seems um I don't know, because because like ideally, Dark Seekers Retreat. If you look at it mechanically, sorry, not mechanically. Like, look at the drops. It it makes sense, mm -hmm. right? You have like a pretty even drop rate of the flames and artifacts. Now, some people had more or less RNG on either end of it, right? By the end, um, but mm -hmm. even if the flames are a little bit less or even a little bit more, you're going to be there for your full artifacts. So you're going to be that guy who fulfills those orders for the embers or the next flame while you're working on your first set of artifacts, while you're working on your next set. Now, the other spot is like, okay, you're going to get way more artifacts and less embers on the scaling, right? But it's mm -hmm. like, you need people to be filling those flame orders too. So like, you need the embers and flames to drop regardless. Um, so even making the rates different is like, I mean, I guess yeah i need to go back there maybe i will maybe i won't <laughs> i don't know i think um i mean yeah i think the primary reason they added it for sure is just because like it drops more kabua artifacts than it does mm -hmm. uh embers and for someone like me like people were stunned i only got um in terms of kabua fragments let's see mm -hmm. kabua uh i got I probably pre-ordered 10 of these off the market so i got maybe 46 kabua fragments and in, in the time it took me to get 100 embers Okay. And, like, I wow. was not particularly carried on embers. So, like, hmm. I, I did get a raw drop of the Kabua artifact, which was, like, a huge W. But, like, barring getting that raw drop, dude, like, I don't, like, the, the Kabua artifacts just do not drop for me. Or, like, the, the, the fragments just do not drop for me. So, like, I'm kind of glad they added it. I'm not really sure if I'm going to do the spot because I'll be too busy in Dekia, Achman, and Hystria. But, like, we'll see. Right. Um, yeah, because it's just it's it. better for you to just put your pre-orders up. And again, even another spot having the exact same stuff. Now, if they add anything to that spot in the future, Dark Seekers Retreat is dead on arrival. Unless the rework is changing it completely to be a whole entirely different spot, like mm. it would just make it irrelevant. Like say that Deba rings dropped from the new Israhid planes or whatever, then like why would you ever go to Dark Seekers Retreat? There's no reason you would ever go there. Because eventually flames will fill out as people try to get two four six artifacts you know what i mean yeah. um because mm -hmm. i you know i'm trying to think again of like a reason as to why they would do that Maybe but again introduce more um like variations on kabua's artifacts with like different stats yeah how, maybe um, you how know, dare you jay assume that we should not be wearing <laughs> one artifact no matter what we're doing in the game build diversity they, 
they could do some like extra slot on there that like changes the style so it's like a different element kabua fragment right or or, or artifact Mm -hmm. right like it's got like a third slot that you can switch out sort of like a cup maybe i guess that's like oh hey this is your 100 hp 100 stamina oh this is your crit damage oh this one's your back attack oh here's your evasion one you know something like that there's all kinds of ideas but they probably will just do Mm -hmm. their own thing and drop more stuff because they need again you need to have a target to go to a spot and things to buy and pre-order so like having it drop at a spot is like the whole purpose and point um you know what i mean like right. that's that's the design um thematically it looks cool though i'm really curious if there's gonna be any lore stuff with it literally being a again steampunk mirror mock mm-hmm. like right it's literally like an often yeah. holder destroyer I'm, i like, like thinking, that bro you can just what, stand what? there and just do it bro what is that what is it i do? think that's what's, cool what bro purpose, it's... right I, I... I i'm like Personally, Dude, I hope they got some story or quest behind it. I'm I'm so excited stop, about that. Stop, stop suggesting that there should be more quests <laughs> yes. in the game. What what in the, so are you even cool. thinking right now? Are you actually Dude. insane? Like, yeah, well, no. you know what? Actually, no I'm more about quests. The lo- when you kill them, and you know how they give you like a little like description. I'm really curious what the new mobs like uh, purpose and description is because that feeds into the lore too. It tells you stuff about it. I would hmm. love to see more class specific lore. If I'm being honest. I would love to see really? monster zones get tied to certain classes in the game and like have them be like like maybe like like nemesis like that it would give like each grind zone like you could say the same thing what you just said blonde you could say about every spot in the game there's really no like there's not a crazy amount of lore with with regards to like spots in the game I would love to see enemies in the game rise up and then like in the lore your class was like this is why your this is your class is designed to fight this and then maybe your class is the best there well well the problem is I'm that a lot saying. of classes come from like different dimensions like the wizard witch come from different dimensions the sage yes, comes from like, a different time somebody could the, follow us the- through the portal and then like have like <laughs> you know like or or like like oh they're from the same Whoa. place we used to be oh, you know what i that mean would be so sick wouldn't that With be mani- cool okay 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 hold on you just you just blew you just brain blasted me can you imagine like the mat like like the wizard witch do some weird wuju tech with mm-hmm. the wuju guy in mm-hmm. magnus mm-hmm. and they create mm-hmm. a portal to go to another because i'm like wondering we don't have that much map left right we've got north of valencia we've got land of morning light part two and then whatever's south of Medaya in the desert which is like mountain of eternal winter 2 technically that's actually where all the dungeons are held right but we're running out of map could you imagine if, right. if we did a magnus teleport to another world that would be f-ing crazy that would be so cool uh yeah i mean like it would be super sick but like i think that like uh that honestly so we could cool. name this new world crimson desert and then we're all gonna go play that and oh it really God. is gonna be the solo player experience that we all wanted what if we go <laughs> oh, no. is I think it was Crimson Desert like a like set back in time. It was from, technically like, technically before yes early interviews is, were that it was a prequel. So yes, it's a prequel. What if the Magnus teleport sends us sends us back in time. Technically, the Magnus does have so, stuff to do with timey wimey. Yeah, exactly. Stuff. Mm-hmm. That's not very. That's that's kind of on point technically. On brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Heritage. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually. um yeah i know actually <laughs> literally actually um yeah no i think that'd be super cool i just think that like there's there's some cool content that i'm thinking about doing that like that, that's the reason that that kind of spurred that um is like i think that it would be cool if like some of our characters were like like when they came out with a grind zone it wasn't just hey guys here's this new grind zone here are the mechanics and the patch notes no 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 
they they release like a trailer where like one of the classes is in the trailer and like they have risen up to defeat whatever enemy comes out of like the you know, like it like the it shows the enemies all showing mm-hmm. up and then here comes the dark knight flying from left screen, you know what I mean? And like the DK starts fighting all the mobs and maybe they could include a little bit of the mechanic in there. It would increase hype for the content release, and I think it would people it would make people it would give people a sense of belonging to their class, which I think um Black Desert could do a lot better job of doing. Other games where like you play a character you feel a sense of belonging to that character. Like you only really see that expressed in BDO when we have like a tournament and like you turn on the tournament and although you might not like PVP very much, um, you're like, oh, that's a ranger. You know, I play ranger, you know what I mean? So you're rooting Mm. for the ranger like naturally, right? Um, Like I think that Mm -hmm. there could be more of that and like it it would be really cool uh, if we saw more of that. And I think that it's like a, even just like a simple trailer of like watching your class be all badass and like square off against the mobs. Uh, with the new mechanics and stuff, I think would really increase hype for the game and also increase uh, people's sense of belonging to their class. Mm-hmm. Imagine, imagine rooting for a ranger. I'll root for a ranger, but it's for different reasons that you're rooting for the ranger. <laughs> um, I only really root for ranger because they're both fighting for Thomas Sylvia. I suppose we're both on the same side fighting the Ahib, and I'm a Dark Knight uh, man at heart. Um, okay, so now we, we got to transition to our second... Um, to our second topic today, which is catch-up mechanics and BDO and this idea of power creep in the game. I will say that Black Desert, as a uh, as a general rule, um, has been very resistant to power creep over the years um, as a game. I think that there's a very delicate balance when it comes to catch-up mechanics and BDO um, and like mm-hmm. what the developers kind of allow and like what the veteran players will kind of allow to be devalued over the years right so like if a player quits the game for two years and comes back is his gear still relevant right is he able to catch up to the current gear curve in a reasonably appropriate amount of time how do you guys feel about catch-up mechanics right now do you think that they need to add more or do you think that we're kind of in a good spot uh where we stand i started with jay on the last topic so i'll start with blonde here um hmm it's kind of tough for a long time i thought that um making the catch-up too good would spoil the player base in a way um i used to think that like not that it was necessarily important that you had to go back to polys and make 20 mil an hour and then 40 mil an hour and then 100 mil um but i thought that like going straight into season and just popping out with basically 550 gear score and going straight into grinding like a 15 bill item or a 30 bill item or a 40 bill item i don't know i thought that for a long time it would be too daunting for the player base when they were initially announcing it but now that it's been out for a while it hasn't really had that effect um i thought that that you know at, at first again i was like oh this is a bad idea but then after seeing it actually in action i was I was proved wrong, which I'm fine to admit that I was wrong about that. And I'm glad because now players can hop into the game and Seasons have done a great job of catching people up to sort of get right into basically the action of the game. There are so many grind spots that they have immediate access to um, from like the seasonal gear score catch up. Um, now, the real problem is post that, 
um, I think that there are some issues with the design choice of like, for example, having a Kaposha in every slot up to almost a pen Kaposha in every slot. And then kind of basically now we've given black stars, tip black stars to everybody. So when they kind of finish season, they've got, you know, depending on how much they grind and how much they've played, they're going to work themselves up to like, you know, buying one of two black stars and then they're going to have their leveling up reward as another tip black star. And then, you know, they could tina their way to pen armors or the, or they do the conversion of like their Tuvala to pen armors. But the real um part is like now you're telling people like oh yeah, you have all your kaposhas, but you don't really grind right grind for. You get them through login rewards, you get them through doing certain quests and stuff and you get them redeemed at certain levels. Now it's like Okay, what are we telling people to get? Well, now you do your Tinas for two free pens, which I think is good, again, because you're slowly pushing the general APDP up. But now it's, like, the most efficient thing to go for. As soon as you kind of finish those preliminary steps of the game, after, like, I don't know, what, 100 hours maybe? You're telling players to go for, like, a pen Black Star. <laughs> Or you're telling them to go for Tet Debos. Because when you're looking at, like, the price points of certain things things on the market versus what's like going down versus what's going up versus the economy on like certain grinders it's like it's really crazy you're going from um okay i just got like a 14 built tip black star okay what am i going for now uh you're gonna go for c10 on all of your armors which 20 40 60 80 billion silver on all your armors to get to c10 um and you want to go for um you know a pen black star or tet debo and it's like I feel like that kind of shockwave. You don't do a Tet Debo. Kind of... The Tet Debo huh? is disgusting nowadays. No one right. goes it's, for Tet Debo anymore. It's disgusting. It's too af what are you? It's too affordable. They're already getting no. listed and sitting no. on the market at they're, this point. Yeah, but they're you, so getting a Tet Debo instead of so I, getting a Tet Debo instead of getting a Pen Ogre is a miserably bad idea because the Ogre gives you one more AP and it's cheaper and it's permanent. Let's be honest, eventually you're gonna have to go for pen debo. And if you take your necklace off and you hit it and it downgrades, you're losing AP. And that feels really bad as opposed to just having the ogre. And then when you're ready to make the debo, you go make the pen debo. So not only is it better in the short term, it's better long term because you've got that ogre to sit on while you fail repeatedly for your debo because the game is fun and interactive. I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think that you would not want to buy something right now that's probably sitting high and then it's going to go down to like probably well, half the price by the time you swap versus getting like a... Well, the pen ogres are, pen ogres are you, 68 bill. Hold on. Debo. Sure. Right now. No, well, but as 68. more and more necks get listed and more people upgrade, it's going to keep going down. Which maybe, yeah, maybe at a certain point it will be more affordable but when we were looking and this is you know i was looking at the prices that when they weren't just sitting 20 bill. we were looking at like only a 9 to 15 build difference right? right so so maybe those as more people upgrade into devos the prices will go down so the recommendations will be a little bit different but it's just it's still weird i mean you're telling people still to go straight for a 50 build item now i think they've done a good job of maybe necessarily buffing a lot of the spots to make um you make a lot of money i know a lot of like garmoth and other people say oh yeah you're making a build a two bill an hour well when you're kind of still progressing you're not narrowly making that much but you can notice the differences as you get more gear and you slowly gear up and you're getting more and more money so like your silver per hour is okay, naturally but... increasing and you're able to like catch up to those things but Fundamentally, like, though, Blonde, do you think that the catch-up mechanics currently are good enough? Do you think they need to add yes or no? Do you think they need to add more, 
you think it's good or do you think it's too much right now? Just at a baseline. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to answer that because like, it, like when you when you get to that point where I was just saying where you're like looking at Devos or Pim Blackstar, you're with 90% of the player base that's all just putting pre-orders on Krons. <laughs> I don't think that's good. I don't think uh, tunneling everybody into like just every single person in the game needs to buy Krons is a good thing. But I don't know. I think there needs to be a larger gap. I, I don't know. I, I think that like having such a shortened gap where everybody's buying one specific item to then upgrade is like not good. But me saying something like oh yeah i think they should add they shouldn't add more catch and mechanics to slow the player base sounds like a bad thing <laughs> it's maybe not that easy of a question more... to answer maybe there should be more in between stuff because you said there's like a too big of a jump from no i, I don't even think so either because like how do you no really okay like for the for the player base for a long time it's like you're Jay grinding him and out like, he didn't want it no no not even close bro you go for like a hundred bill upgrade and then you go or you go from like a, a hundred mil upgrade to like oh a billion silver is my next upgrade oh i gotta get a bell's heart when back when that was like nine bill oh that's my nine bill upgrade and slowly you work on these goals that are like little by little but now it's like it feels like that gap is just so massive like i have all these people that are like slowly gearing up and it's like every single upgrade is a massive gap like uh you know i i, I don't know um it's it's kind of hard. It's a philosophical choice, I think, depending on what you think that the game design should be based around. Um, I think, I mean, personally, gloves off. I think there's way too many catching mechanics, and you should just have to actually play the game to get gear or do something. This dude, um, seven hundred and sixty-five gear scored. Just yeah, can't I, yeah, sitting yeah, on yeah, top of this mountain all. of silver. Yeah, but maybe yeah. a new player doesn't I, have the next seven years of their life. To grind yeah, like this to get to where to you are gear for three months. How many videos have we seen? These new people that are coming to the game in less than three months, they're because hitting like they're a million gear scores. Ten hours a day, every day. I love it. Right? Choice, choice oh, goes. I, well, actually, I got it I also, in sixty-eight days by one tapping I, my pen, Black Star, and grinding ten hours a day. Every game is made for every kind of player. I don't think. Yeah, if you don't have a large amount of time to sink into an MMO, you shouldn't be playing MMOs. There are some it's MMOs not that true have like at one all. or two hours of activities that you can do, but I don't think that like I I like the fact that if you can put more time to something you get that effort out of it so i i don't necessarily agree with like players that only have an hour to play competing with players that put a lot more time okay There's so a lot let of me ask that, all right, all right, hold on. That, that you can play all right well let me ask you something so you so it is your opinion that if you don't have more than an hour to play every day you shouldn't even be playing the game right you can play the game if you want i just don't think that you should be like times 10 rewarded for it you were rewarded for the time it's not you put necessarily about you you should be rewarded for the time you put into the game and a, and a player 100%. that plays one to two hours a day should absolutely be able to reach 700 gear score in a very reasonable amount of time given like BDO, you understand that bdo is such a grindy game that we consider two months a short amount of time in bdo Right, compared so like, to a lot of other games, that is a short amount of time. Right, but like in 700 gear score isn't even the end game. We're talking about like having a new player have well, the catch up mechanics one to two hours a day. <laughs> they should absolutely be able to reach 700 gear score in three months. I think. I think three months is a reasonable amount of time if they actively like really giga chat eight to ten hours a day. They could probably do it in two months. But see, you yeah, understand probably. that 700 gear score is only like the tip of the end game. See, because 
they reach 700 gear score and then they have to get to 750 gear score which is like a whole nother, that's like another six to well, 12 I, months i don't know i think they're going the gap from 700 to 750 is like ultra memes right you're talking about debos which are costing like hundreds of billions in upgrade materials and as well as the uh try intent fallen god which isn't really even necessary it's just like one of those goals that these freak grinders like me that want to grind non-stop and do nothing else go for because it's just something to go for i think i think i think those those should exist and should be there for those types of players that do just want to live on the game and play it non-stop but i don't think that it's like I don't think we need to make like that be the real goal people should be going for. I mean, I, some people will because they're motivated, but I I don't think that's realistic. No, I think that expecting people to like expecting people to just not play the game if they're only playing for an hour or two every day, or just like hopelessly not be able to catch up to any in-game player that's grinding eight to ten hours a day, um, is kind of an L take. If if I'm being honest, just because you're going to kill your game. If you don't allow like a more casual play style in your game um, and allow them to like legitimately like catch up over time, like maybe not like, yeah, sure. So uh, blonde, you have like the giga optimized gear with like this fully end game gear path, but like, you're not going to have any, you always talk about trying to have party grind group, like group party zones. Well, what, what happens if Jaycoon quits the game for, for four more, four or five months and comes back and now he can't grind with you at the end game grind zone. So he shouldn't be able to catch up to you. Like, like I well, think I mean, a veteran, that's, that's veteran a players. I, I don't think that the cap, I think that the way they've done the cap of the game where you can leave and come back in a year and the game still be relevant. I think that's one of the best parts about BDO. And that's what allows players that can only play one hour today to always still feel like they have the ability to catch up at, at any point in time by over a period of time, you're gonna catch up because the game is not every single six months updating a new patch that adds 700 more gear score, right? Like a lot of other games will do that where um, like World of Warcraft, for example, every like four to six months, you're getting a whole new gear set. You gotta re-gear everything and everything is undone and you just, all your old gear is meaningless. And I think one of the best parts of a BDO is you you could sit here and progress this game from all the way in the beginning seven years ago or you could just hop in now and still feel like you're relevant like you could take six months off and still feel relevant i think that's important um yeah but like again like the the fact that players really shouldn't because you're going to discourage everyone from playing your game new players do not want to play a game that they're like hey unless you're playing this game for eight hours a day you will never catch up to anyone or a veteran player doesn't want to come back and if again you have this same mentality that like you're never going to catch up and you shouldn't catch up right like that's just it's just not a good take I, because you end up at the, the end opposite. of the day where no one is playing BDO because they have they just feel like they can't catch up anymore like I get I mean, questions I, all the time about this like is it worth I, coming back to do you think I can catch up in time and my answer is always yes if my answer to that question was no we end up with no one to play with I, I don't know. I, I hear the complete opposite, and we still have no one to play with, where all these people catch up to 700 gear score, and then they're like, is there really even a point to grind? What's the point of grind? All the PvP's capped. There's nothing to do. Why did I go and hit this gear score and spend all this time, and now I have nothing to do? I, I hear, like, the complete opposite end of that, that, like, they rushed to this point in the game, and now there's nothing to do, and now they're frustrated that they kind of wasted their time on it. So, I, I don't know. It's kind of... <laughs> I, I hear i hear the opposite end of it i i think there is a lot of do you not think that there's a lot of catch-up mechanic currently in the game no i think I that mean, there's a lot of catch-up single... mechanics but you essentially implied that like there's almost too many catch-up mechanics in the game like that that like players should not be playing bdo unless they can play for eight to ten hours and the players that do play for eight to ten hours get to have all of this stuff 
right? Like, no, I think, I... in my opinion, I think the casuals absolutely are an important fundamental part of BDO, and they keep they keep BDO kind of going. I think that the vast majority of the player base plays from one to three hours actively a day. They might be logged in all day, but, like, the one to three hour active player base of BDO is what fuels the economy, is what fuels the game. That's the majority of our player base, uh, if I'm being honest. And censoring the game around like an approachable playstyle that caters more towards those players, in my opinion, is just the W. Jay, Jay, what do you think about this? Hi. Oh, you know. <laughs> Vaughn and I go back and forth about this. <laughs> no, no, I was enjoying the conversation from yeah. over here. Right. But... <laughs> Um, I think when it comes to catch-up mechanics, I do think they're an important system for the game so that, you know, um, players can feel like they can participate in the content that they're putting out for the game. And again, I agree with you that, you know, BDO has done a pretty good job of, you know, when somebody comes back after like four years of not playing, um, they can do seasons, you know, uh, finish seasons with full Pentuvala. They're at that, you know, 580 gear score. They can access a lot of, um, you know, mid mid-end grind spots and then easily progress there using the Jatina stuff. Um, I think it's, a, if we go back to the initial question of, is it, um, are the catch-up mechanics we have currently enough? I think it's it's in a good spot and it's in a good state, personally. Um, I think maybe, maybe we could expand on it a bit. Perhaps maybe instead of just Jatina, Crescent, Narc, and Tungrad Earring, could we maybe expand on Jatina Bassies or Jatina Ogre Rings, possibly, as in a way to maybe expand on it just a little bit. Um, back to that question of also like, um, of too much as well. Um, I initially thought it was too much of of giving out like you know um, free Tet Black Stars and stuff. I thought that was a good um, point of of to strive for, right? We want players to give give them a goal. And Ted Blackstar was a goal as like the next step from seasons. I usually recommend that whenever new players come in, they finish seasons. Like, what should I go for next? What should I go for next? Ted Blackstar is usually that next like good good upgrade for the next goal. And then now they're giving it away. I thought it was initially like not the best, but you know after seeing it, it's still it's still okay. I also do agree with Blonde Bear saying you know going from when they give out those things and then the next step is like 150 bill upgrade. It is like a little bit of a jump. That's why I asked the question earlier about how. Um, maybe there should be more in-between steps. I technically got a ride is kind of like those in-between steps And I was like more referring to maybe maybe there should be some more in-between steps with like other stuff Maybe I don't know like a step in between Tet and Pendebo or something as like a you know with a different accessory or something like that um, I, I do kind of want more build diversity in the game the the build diversity in the game kind of is hey, uh, well kind of one thing is the best right fallen god tier armors chest boots and gloves that's just a one thing and then we have got pen black stars as the one thing and now debos are being pushed as the one best accessory in the game and like i, I do think there's they, they've taken a step back from build diversity i think before debos existed there was a good balance between bassies um being like the cheap efficient option for ap and then voltaras was that you know extra hp variant and then uh, Orkin Rads was that you're taking away a little bit of AP for um, the exchange of more evasion in the form of extra DP. 
and then what was it um turos being that option of accuracy you're giving away some ap for accuracy but now ap is but now you know debo belts and debo like whatever is full ap it's like pretty much best in slot for every situation for the most part and so um i do want more build diversity um um and when it comes to like the catch-up mechanics maybe there should be more options for that after people catch up you know there's there's more choices but now there's just just one choice you know yeah i mean i don't like the fact that there's not build diversity but i think that, that that's kind of like a separate issue here when it comes to like mm -hmm. catch-up mechanics you can't talk about catch-up mechanics without talking about power creep so like um True. although blonde and i disagree on like the catch-up mechanics necessarily i think that the catch-up mechanics in bdo are doing really well i think that they're kind of striking a relatively perfect balance of giving away stuff for free that new players like desperately need for example i think the t9 horse everyone likes to talk about the tet black star in my opinion i really do think that the t9 horse with all the skills is objectively the biggest w for a new player to be able to get around the world is so big in bdo mm -hmm. so big it's so much bigger than when we all started the game and they don't give new players a new like like a horse or like until recently just didn't have a horse to explore that with even if you bought the season pass okay well now you have a horse with instant excel cool um but like it still didn't have drift sprints and all the other skills right until you trained it which uh was kind of bs so i think the dream horse is super good the tet black star i think is amazing too um it did have kind of a side effect where we saw a lot of new players like make like 50 accounts um and like just power level to 61 yeah. tap the black star with the hammers and then they just use the account that they got the pen black star on um but like aside from that i really do think that the catch-up mechanics are in a pretty good spot but they always have to keep adding more like at least once mm -hmm. or twice a year there needs to be like a, a significant catch-up mechanic added to the game the first big catch-up mechanic we saw added was seasonal to be honest with you i think that they need to expand upon seasonal i think that like a lot of players get to the end of seasonal and they're still not um, necessarily far enough. It's like the tutorial uh, nowadays. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that the tutorial, like seasonal, introduces them to enough of the game's mechanics. I think in terms of catch-up mechanics for like grinding and your gear, the game's in a pretty good spot. But I really do think in terms of catch-up mechanics for like life skillers, like what what if a new player wants to come in and start life skilling what they're just supposed to go gather with a magic tool they're basically griefing themselves they could just go to desert nagas or centaurs or whatever and make like four or five hundred million more silver an hour um i think that there should be two vala um like life skilling equipment um that give like duo um mana accessory equivalent basically um to basically everybody and to new players that want to like pursue that you know what i mean I think it would help encourage new players to like do stuff like that. So it is a sandbox MMO. And although a lot of our focus is on like the main gear, um, I think that there's not enough catch up mechanics for the other systems in the game. Um, like, and so I needed to volatilic. Uh, in a way, yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind. Sellable, I wouldn't mind. Bio. Honestly, I would not mind at all if they gave a Tuvala like frigate. Or a Tuvala equivalent mm -hmm. of a sailboat, or I mean a um, a caravel. Like yeah, I think cool. that like if they wanted to work on it, like they could reach it faster if they're on their seasonal or something. I don't know. Like I don't know how that would necessarily work. Um, but like they are making boats like way easier to get into. But again, mm -hmm. like life skilling equipment covers most of the rest of the game. And then yeah, the boat the boat stuff would be amazing too. 
but like i think that they too commonly ignore the other players in the game that don't want to just grind all day long for everything that they mm -hmm. do uh and a new player bro you're struggling if you want to get in if you want to get into like grinding you can get into grinding so fast you just speed run your tuvala gear and then you're boom you're making 400 to 600 million an hour bada bing bada boom right but if you want to get into life skilling and you want to get like even up to two or three hundred million silver per hour or even 300 million silver a day through like your turn-ins and like your other stuff that you have to do in your cooking and stuff dude you're gonna have to spend like 30 or 40 billion silver to even get to a reasonable spot in your life skilling it's miserable it's miserable um i know you guys don't life skill very often but i think in terms of power creep that's probably the best um uh mm. like like i i would love to see more uh, catch up mechanics for that now if you look over power creep now we're gonna look over at the end game players do you think that they're progressing your end game you guys are the end game players so when it comes to power creep you guys have a very like super relevant opinion on this do you think that they're power creeping fast enough like do you think that like your gear score is going up at a reasonable level for the amount that you're grinding as an end game players blind you haven't talked in a while um or you think it's going up too fast you think it's going up too slow is this a good balance how do you feel about it i think it's just very difficult um to add specifically more gear that has more stuff right if we were to introduce like any new <laughs> if we're introducing like any new sort of accessory or something like the next path right that we currently have is these fallen god weapons that we don't know anything about and then we have the uh mm -hmm. devo rings mm -hmm. and then like some variation of all content would be the artifacts. So, um, I don't know. It's kind of tough. Um, I like the concept of Fallen God being like, um, you know, Pride Duo, and then you're equivalent to like your C10, C20, and then Tri is like, okay, now I'm above that, and then Tet is like, okay, now you're going further on. Um, I, I guess I like that, and then Pen is like the meme that you could constantly, infinitely progress, but like, um, I don't know. I don't feel like I need more gear. I feel like gearing's at a point, I guess, in my opinion, where, I mean, other than, like, variation builds where you have, like, a diversity, right? Um, I feel like I just want more things to do other than just grinding for money, which I think I, is some of the highlights yes. of the game. You have, like, dungeons, um, group grind spots about that aren't targeted around money, that, that are targeted around specifically, like, like I want to go to Olin's, you know, for my treasure piece, whatnot, but also get Debos, and then I can maybe make those for profit or, or just something. Like, there's some other extra thing. Um, the dungeons are a good example. Like, even if it didn't have the rewards, I'd probably still want to do them if there was, like, some other collectible um and i think that's like it, it kind of ties back to my original point of like i feel like we do have a really good set of catch-up mechanics and like you said I, I do agree they have done a good job of like okay the black star and the horse were were a really good addition to kind of usher in this new next age of the game for the next year or two but like the next stage after that is like hundreds of billions of silver to grind after they hit like all their penkaposhas like i see people going from full penkaposha and then like maybe like their base fallen gods to like Debos, right? Or right. or something that's fifty and then a hundred bill. And I think that for the new player base, it's really hard to like tell someone, hey, you're gonna be grinding for a lot of money. Having more of these side content things to do, like the new uh Alter Blood, for example, could be something that's fun that also is somewhat somewhat rewarding. Um yeah. I think it's just really, really difficult to 
it's really difficult for PA to grasp onto the idea of anything other than grinding and money and buying costumes because that's like how their game design has been for such a long time and they again like we were just saying they never really touch on life skill or catch them up they did a cool thing with the land of morning light doing the multi gathering so you spend more energy to get a bunch of materials but that's like more again of a quality of life thing rather than something mm -hmm. new and innovative on the oh, life skills yep um so it's just it's really difficult i think the pa just isn't listening to that portion because they're still trying to figure out like okay like we have a lot they they see the numbers and they know they've got a lot of people you know people fresh out of like season going into or pre-ordering cron so early that like <laughs> between the, the between True. 650 gear score and 750 gear score you're all buying crons and Kronz. that's your Kronz, upgrade Kronz, is crons right yeah. it, hundreds of billions of silver and crons which are all funded by people that buying the game or they buffed like the raw silver in certain spots so you can buy them from the vendor maybe you know if, if you want to um, um it's it's tough it's yeah. tough to, to speak on your point there a little bit i think that they honestly hit the nail on the head first of all blonde completely agree with you i think that power creep and end game progression is actually the biggest way to give new players catch-up mechanics so although the new players are catching up quickly the end game players still have something to do if it's the side progression it's not necessarily right. increasing your direct gear score level but something right. like the tyback belt is perfect yes right technically and, and it's a negative ap right but like it gives your allies like a super buff for like a short amount of time right, right? like that's super sick it's something that end game players can grind for and it also allows like a new player to be like i can still catch up to this person because they're busy trying to make all this extra stuff right like yeah, all this other I, I, I stuff I think I was getting misinterpreted. I wasn't trying to sound elitist with the way of the design that I was talking about earlier. I just know that there are people that go from like straight from seasonal, they're determined people that are playing, and then their next upgrade is Pen Black Star and like, okay, a Pen Ogre or a Tet Debo. And that's really hard to tell a new player, all right, now you're gonna sit in this spot for 100 plus hours and go get this until you can upgrade your gear a little bit and then go to the next spot and the next spot it's not the most motivating thing and the gap between 700 and 750 sure if you're talking about pvp is like particular but you can access the majority of the content at 301 401 it'll just be a little tougher you may need to use yeah. elixirs or certain perfumes and stuff but you can access all the content you can access 90 percent of the content of the game at, at 650 gear score right and so i think it's um uh, not really not uh, you not don't think anymore. so no um i really? think you Honestly, what, you, what's 650? It's it's so like you can't do anything Gaifin and above. You also like like you're also gonna struggle to do really? anything above giants. Yeah, um, like the I think that to be honest, you hit a, a, on a good point. I think the catch up mechanics for new players they speed run through their Tuvala. They can get to like 600 630 gear score pretty quickly in, in a very reasonable amount of time, and then it starts to slow down. But then I think their options also narrow dramatically as they start to level up. Like, what's your answer? You know what? I'll ask you this question. If a player came into your chat and was like, uh, where would you recommend I grind? 301, 380. <laughs> I, where, I don't where tell them, them? I, tell the, I tell them to find a spot they like and sit in it, bro. But what's the <laughs> only spot that, in the game that is objectively that better? Lower Sakraya. What, what I don't know. Well, my point <laughs> is that they, there are spots in the game at these stepwise, like, you're always telling them to go to lower Gyphon every single time. If they're like 301, 380, anywhere in this, like, and before that, it's basically Orcs and Lower Sakraya, right? Like, those are their two, basically, mm -hmm. options. They could technically go to Serendia Elvia, right. so, like, but they're, they're, when they're a new player, you can grind any of the Valencia zones, all the low-end comma yeah. zones, upper, upper Giffen, I mean, uh, yeah, upper Gyphon, and all this stuff, right? 
And then when they start to get gear, okay, well, now it narrows dramatically. Now you can only really grind at Serendia Elvia and then maybe lower Sakrai. Well, and then they I, get I mean, even more gear. And now you have like one or two. You can go to Giants, you can go to Gyphon. And those are your two options. Like you really I mean, can't go anywhere else. And I think that that's a big problem for players. Is there's just lack of options at these big gear score cutoff points. I think it's a player mentality issue too. Uh, for a long time, people would just like always spit out like streamers for a long time would spit out like, oh, where do I grind? Oh, this one spot, you're gonna go to orcs, you're gonna go to orcs. I, I just think that people weren't so like harebrained on like literally the top 1% of money per hour. There are plenty of spots that are a little bit less or a little bit of this or that that are still good that are lower requirements than okay, other spots. You're not wrong. But like, there's also a point where like, like for Serendia Elvia, I would agree with you. You could go to Baragi, right? You could technically go to Castle Ruins. Um, Alter Imps is still kind of griefing, but it is what it is. You could go to the 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 Nagos or the Fogans, right? But like, again, as you reach like this, you get past that and you, you start to break through to like the, the first step into like the higher level zones. It's really only Giants and Gyphon. Like, can you think of another spot that really has requirements for like 380 DP? Well, I think there's a point where you're going to gain a lot of DP because you're getting all of your Kaffirs and stuff that, like, you're not going to use that DP at all. Like, that's just, I mean, unfortunately, that's the design of the game. That wasn't how they originally designed it, but, well, like, people were sitting on C10, C20, and then slowly pushing each gear individually. I, I, don't, I don't know. Some people are I, saying Calpheon Elvia, and I think that Calpheon Elvia requires 380, 390 DP. Um, but, like... It's going to be objectively worse. The only thing in Calfiano, it's giants. And then if I suggest to somebody, if I'm like, hey, go grind Hex Murray. Bro, most people are going to be like, dude, you're griefing. Why would you tell him that? And now you're you're right about like people get elitist and it's like, oh, if you make a little bit less money, but like if you enjoy the spot, it's like really good. Yeah. But like there is actually a huge gap between like the money, the silver power you're making in a spot like Gyphon, which they keep updating, by the way. They keep updating and buffing keeps, Gyphon. Like, because so everybody keeps grying there. Right. <laughs> that's why. Well, well, but it's, like they keep it's up... an overly populated spot. Yes, I know, but like that's because it makes the most money, and you're getting crazy EXP. It's a slam dunk. You just can't go wrong. Yeah. Versus like I, Hex yeah. Marie, where you lose I'm out on the EXP in about three hundred million silver per hour. You're like, okay, well, like it's just kind of a no-brainer. I think that they should buff uh, some of the Calfion Elvia spots so that keep players are making like comparable amounts of silver between the spots they don't have to be exactly the same but they should be within yeah. 200 million of each other and I, right now they are I not i mean they they do these cycles where it's like we're going to do a lot of class balance we're going to update current spots we're going to upgrade what's like mostly seen at most places but like I, it, and then they go back through a wave and then they adjust all the old stuff and then every few years they'll adjust life skills and stuff i think it's just one of those cycles where they have x amount of devs and each of those devs is already kind of given a task list of stuff they got to get done and then when they finish no, all these tasks that, they're going no, 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 I, no, no. I think no, that's no, how no, it is no. because we, we only ever see things in phases. We there's never no see. There, there's so much times where, like, we'll have, like, a major we'll, we'll have a, a major concern about something that isn't really a big deal, but it's a big deal to us that doesn't get changed for six months. But then we get something like, like uh, what was it? People were using Grunnel, and that shiz was fixed immediately. Um, <laughs> that stuff is fixed instantly, and you're not allowed to even think about it before. I, I couldn't even think about it before it was already fixed. So I, I just think that there's some things that are, like, huge priorities that they stick to and they're like oh shiz we got to do this but then there's yeah. a lot of other stuff where where they just have a cycle of content they're going to go through and there's some like the offhands the offhand 10 percent wasn't fixed for what what was mm -hmm. it five or six months almost right oh yeah because the green offhands really, the yeah, green offhands really oh, priority it was important but it wasn't like game breaking important versus 
I don't know, I man. Guess they... The Grunnel AP was important. <laughs> Once they kicked it up, the... but they kicked it up the priority list though, because it t it may have taken them a few months to fix that problem. But the second they yeah. saw that happening with Grunel, they're like, yeah. "We're not having this again." <laughs> and they I, I just think it, it's right? one of those cycle things where they don't have one guy that's sitting there at the at the you know Calpheon Elvia and Serendia Elvia spots, and he's like got the numbers there, and he's just waiting for someone to send a ticket in and report it to him. Like I, don't, I just don't <laughs> think that exists. I think that the, there's like a, again, they're all in teams where they work on an individual thing, and they're pushing this through, and they're working on this, and they're pushing this through. And I think that the majority of people are talking right now about like PVP balance, PVE balance, class balance. I mean, because the class balance for PVE still kind of like just finished right at the end of last year, and now we're working on the pvp balances and stuff and then they're also revamping the current endgame spots which i think is important too i, I think that that's something that gets underlooked at like it's like um you know some people will <laughs> it's it's crazy i literally it's like whiplash i see feedback where it's like people are like man they're paying too much attention to the the casual player base and adjusting all these lower spots and they're not doing any new spots and then i also have people at the end game that are telling me oh man I, you know i just wanted something new to grind i'm so bored of all these spots i've already done like 50 to 100 hours at these spots that are the end and i'm just like <laughs> this is crazy that i'm hearing it on both ends that both people think that the the game is focusing on opposite ends of the community sometimes um just, yeah i don't know what to say about that it's it's crazy yeah i mean like i yeah, i mean like jay what's your what's your take on this do you feel like your your end game let's cycle back um yeah. so that jay can answer the original question and kind of flow through it how do you feel about power creep in the game you're 765 years or some crazy shit right now mm -hmm. so like how do you feel about power creep do you would you rather see like blonde bear said that see things like the tieback belt Right? Or would you rather just your number keep going up like steadily over time like this? I don't mind number going up to be honest. I like when number go up. Of course. It makes me feel good. But would you care? <laughs> but would you care if number instead went up, number went like sideways? Number went sideways. Um Okay. If it like branched out more, if the number would branched out more, that would be I think a really good example of number going branching out more was when they added the cups to Serendia Elvia. I feel like that gave players a little bit more choice and also like grind diversity too in Serendia Elvia. Like we uh you could grind to orcs or you could grind castle ruins for the red uh cookie, right? And or you could grind Varagi Den or Bloody Monastery for the yellow cookie, or you could grind fogins or imps for the blue cookie right there was like more choices on grinding for this like additional thing and also uh you couldn't really realistically buy them too so you kind of have to go out of your way to buy I, I i like doing that i like going out of my way to be able to get this um like extra thing that you don't necessarily have to prioritize like you don't have to prioritize like those the cups right but you can go for this other thing in instead of you know, um, going for Ted to Pen Black Star, you could go for your Yellow Cup, which is, you know, a, a damage upgrade, but not that big of a damage upgrade, but it is a damage upgrade that you can, you know, branch off of from your main big jump into this like side enclave, if that makes sense, to still progress and then keep going. Godslinger, thanks for the right big man. Eventually later. So I, I kind of wish there was more of that. And that could be a way to like, instead of going sideways you go forward but like branching out like a tree you know uh yeah no like i i like that i i would rather see more side progression whereas like we're increasing our stats and then buffing our allies but then again they would have to give us something to do with our allies that was unproductive mm -hmm. uh like the last level <laughs> of the dungeon 
Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I've been saying this a long time is, is, is scaling, scaling content. Like I feel like they could really amp it up by just adding something that allows players to infinitely like strive for, uh, where does it, um, I guess to be more, like more specific, like I keep repeating this is utilizing the dungeon, like the utilizing their assets they've made in the past that they haven't been utilizing a lot. But I just feel like maybe just like more difficult um, versions of like, I, I wouldn't even mind if they just literally gave us, I don't know, Dekia Ataraxian, you know, Stop. as like you need <laughs> low effort. That bar is so low for Jay, bro. So, so low. <laughs> No, give us like that's how desperate I am for something. <laughs> I can't believe they haven't given us the the last level of the dungeon. Um, mm. Again, like I think that there's a lot that they could do. Like this most recent grind zone could have been a party grind zone. I w I want to see more like two and mm -hmm. three man grind zones. Like, um, do we have like a crazy end game one. two man spot? Like a, other than like Deki Aturos, right? Which is an old spot that is. Like it's literally an old spot that they just jacked up the mm -hmm. stats for, right? Like that, yeah. like we'd like a new spot. Like, bro, they nailed it with Olin's. They know they nailed it with Olin's. Mm -hmm. Why can't we just have Olin's, but like at home? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it's crazy. Um, okay. Uh, any uh, final thoughts on uh, catch up mechanics, power creep? Um, I know that we disagree a little bit on like the catch up mechanics uh, in there, but I think that we can all agree that the power creep tied in with catch-up mechanics. I think they're kind of nailing the end-game uh, power creep for now, and they're kind of allowing end-game players to progress at, like, a reasonably slow level um, mm. while allowing, like, the new players to basically speedrun uh, the new areas. But, I again, I think the only, like, the really big thing as far as catch-up mechanics goes is that, like, there's just no catch-up mechanics for, like, anything but grinding, and that's frustrating to me. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, again, I, like, life-scaling and boat content... Uh, could definitely use some sort of Tuvala um, equivalent where you could just speed run through that early stuff and then kind of just like get started with it. But um, mm -hmm. we are out of time. Um, so let's do closing thoughts real quick. Uh, Blonde, we'll start with you. You're, you're muted again? You're muted. You've been <laughs> muted for a while. Oh, yeah. oh, is I muted? I was like talking to you and saying stuff. I don't no even know how way. I got muted. That's wild. You've been muted this whole time. You have literally been yeah, muted. I was, like, I, was like, I was like, no, I think we actually agree on the catch-up mechanics. And I think I, there are a decent enough amount of catch-up mechanics. And, and I talked right over you. And I talked right over you. Yeah, Sorry. because you were muted as... <laughs> yeah. Okay, well then, well then tell us what you've been saying for the last... Life. I was just going to say, I, do, I, I think we generally agree. I think there have been a good steady pace of catch-up mechanics. I think ever since season, they've done a good job. I don't know how they bridge <laughs> that gap um doing finding a way to do seasonal plus plus i don't i don't know how they're going to do that because like unless there's a easier cheaper way to convert your tuvala to pen which is there's already jatina so you go to pen and cappers are going down because we've capped all the fallen gods so players are going to get that i i don't know how they make it really any easier other than like again just handing out free gear which some people like some people don't like uh it kind of kills the economy in certain ways like certain slots are kind of taken up but um i think we generally agree i just think yeah, that right. it's a it's okay if a, if an mmo demands a little bit of time from the player to play the game i think we maybe differ on that a little bit but generally i'm okay well I, no, no no that statement i think is okay but like again you need to have like the mm -hmm. elden ring approach where a player can just like kind of pick it up and play 
a lot of the main content that they want to play for X amount of time uh, and then put it back down again. Well, I, I think that's it's tough because as they as they keep introducing more content that has higher and higher requirements, the natural like average of like spots you're going to go to, which for a long time was Orcs and Sakraya, is shifting over. And so like, I think on the whole, most people have shifted over. I mean, a lot of people that had like tets that got the free tet were then able to sell that and turn that into more crons or something else. So I think it is shifting. It just may not seem like it. Um, but I, I think it is shifting uh, accordingly, and I think, again, they, them introducing all these, uh, you know, the second Jatina is pretty huge, the, the Tet Blackstar, the horse, these are all really, really big things, it, even for people that aren't using them. Like, I'm using the Tet Blackstar on my Shy, so I can have technically, like, a third tag. Um, but I don't think it's that bad, and I, and I think that, um, yeah, maybe things could be adjusted where it's a little bit easier maybe to transition on the DP point. I think maybe... I don't know how they would do it, but I think it could be adjusted. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I think in general it's not too bad. It's just, I think that the, the gap between 700 and 750 is one of those things that's like, depending on your perspective of what you want out of the game, completely changes it. There's a lot of people that hit 301, 401, and they're like, yeah, I'm kind of done. Like, I don't see any point to increase my gear because everything's capped. And then there's the other people that, arguably like me and Jay, that are like, I love seeing gear score number go up. I am not going to PvP. I want to keep going. What I really, truly do feel bad for is the PvP players that have to have two and three sets of gear because they need an accuracy set. They're playing an evasion class and they need an evasion set. And then their tag is a DR class and they need a DR set. So they need multiple sets of the Fallen God gloves and boots. They need multiple sets of certain accessories. And they need they have to get all three Debos so that they can have a better build for going for accuracy for certain slots. So they have the AP to make up for this. I feel bad for the PvP players. Those are the people that... Um, well, PvP players enough. typically always get the end of the stick. And the biggest reason is that they, if you love PvP and BDO, you can't make silver. That's yeah, the worst well, part. It, well, that, that's that's the worst part about PvP. I, I hate to rip into another con and <laughs> closing thoughts, right? I hate no, to rip into fine, another thing to talk about, but that's uh, another thing is like they can't just inject raw money. I think they've done a cool job with even the the, the the guild bosses of like, hey, here's like rebellious crystals and here's some other stuff, and um, even with like node wars, you know, you have the the node vor vendor or whatever that you can get the um, upgraded stuff to upgrade your Akrods and Alka so they can make money. I think it's really difficult because they have to almost make it a goodie bag or just materials that turn into other materials because raw silver wouldn't help the economy. That would just inject more raw silver, which isn't necessarily good. Um, it's, it's that's a really tough thing to balance. I don't think it's as easy as just slapping on. Oh, just go do this and you get a hundred mil. I think that the AOS practice mode, giving the tokens so you can get them for, for certain potions or whatever the perfumes, is a good way to do it because that is like I mean, what is it? Courages are capped on the market right now. You can't buy them. You got to put a pre-order up. Um, but I think well, it's really really tough for, for I think, PVPers. I think in the spirit, uh, I don't feel bad for pvpers i think that that is a good thing i think that's why people like pvp is you can do all these cool different things with your build um but like i think it is bad it, for which they don't like yeah like you're like it's a sandbox mmo and like as much as people like to harp on it i know like that some people are just like it's not a sandbox mmo anymore it really still is <laughs> the biggest problem and the reason that people have this idea that we're trending away from a sandbox mmo is because we're moving more and more towards this like okay well you have to grind there is like like yeah. you can't pvp to make silver you cannot life skill to make silver unless you've invested 450 billion into your life skilling set right but like you can't feasibly life skill to make silver you can't use your worker empire to make silver you can't but like barter to make silver 
because you're griefing, you might as well just be grinding, right? So like, I think the biggest problem for PVPers is that you can't make good silver by just sitting in AOS all day, or you can't make good silver by just yeah. doing PVP all day, which is like what some players want to do. So let those players do it. Let them do what? it for like 800 million an hour. I know that's crazy. Crazy what if it talk. wasn't um, like raw silver or anything? But what if like any form of PVP gave you a specifically PVP token? And then you just turn those in for gear that's used in specifically node ores and specifically siege. But what and gear specifically... is specifically used only? What do you What do you going to do? Buff up their chimera <sighs> necklace or like I their guess. chimera? I don't know. Like... I, I, I mean, if everything's capped, then why do people feel the need to make multiple builds? I mean, that's that's your open world GVG sense. But then it's like, I mean, if you want to do that, yeah, you gotta go grind to get that stuff, I guess. Well, right? I mean, Unless like you're talking about uncapped stuff. I mean, there is a point where a PvP, or as much as people love PvP. There is a point where they're going to stop. Like, like even if they're making 800 mil an hour, yeah, they're going to stop. Like, they're going to be like, all right, that's enough, bro. And they're going to go do other stuff. Like, it's just like in PvE. Like, there's a point where you're just like, okay, I've grinded it enough today, bro. Like, I kind of just want to go stand in Heidel and vegetate for a while. Um, or whatever. Like, I can't, like, if a player wants yeah. to go hotspot fishing all day, they should be able to do that for, like, 800 million an hour. 600 so you million just mean like hour. just equalized money across the board and not general. necessarily equalized i mean there's an element of it that like you have to be like the more active stuff in the game should be rewarded right so i understand yeah. the pve like active grinding should make the most silver in the game you should not be able to even touch that as a barter however like if if i want to barter for four hours i should be able to make four billion silver right but then i can't barter anymore like that, yeah. I think that would be a reasonable thing. But see, I have all the in-game stuff. I have like full plus 10 blue gear on my boat and I have like multiple carracks and all this stuff. And I've invested the time. I should be able to make four bill a day bartering. That should be fine. Like, obviously there's a stop on it, but like if there wasn't a stop on it, to be honest with you, I wouldn't mind like 600 mil an hour or even five, 400 mil an hour uh, bartering. But right now you make like maybe 300 million an hour bartering, maybe 400, even at the high end of bartering, which is really bad. <laughs> Yeah, I think they should should just add more of those things similar to like, the node war vendor having being, crystals, so it's like going back into the economy. Yeah, you're just being immediately beaten by players in Tuvala gear. Um as it like a as somebody that's been bartering forever, and that's fine, but like uh, no, it's not fine. It's not fine that you spent like hundreds and hundreds of hours and, and a player that is like literally a hundred hours or like fifty or even twenty hours into the game is already making more silver per hour than you are. Um like having invested all this time they need to buff up basically every life skill in the game to give a reasonable amount of silver but more importantly than life skilling they have got to get past this mental block that you can't pvp for silver like i'm not sure like what that's there for but like even five six hundred mil an hour like you should you could match it to like a potion spot even if it was like 400 million an hour and pvpers could do that i think that they would love that that would be such a big deal and it would help give the the game more of a sandbox feel right and again, you see this also in like what I was saying before with the catch-up mechanics. Players can't go life like a new player. You can't go life skill and make four hundred million an hour, unless you want to invest four hundred billion. Good luck. I'll see you in Garnier gear. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So like, yeah. Sorry, we. Oh boy, that was a heck of a tangent. Um, <laughs> Jay, Jay, how do you feel about that? Hi. So yeah, closing thoughts is um, that the closing thoughts this week had some interesting topics for next week. And you can yeah. find me over at twitch.tv slash jakeandvtv before the T. 
Turn on. Yes, sir. Wait, that was it. That's all Jay had. Bro, Blonde came with this like manifesto of stuff, and then Jay's just like, ah, we're done. All right, boys. Uh... <laughs> all right, let me uh, let me throw up my socials there. There we go. I am Blue Squadron. There's always content happening on this channel. There's always like two new YouTube videos every single day. Um, there's reacts going on, podcasts, VOD reviews, um, shot calling content, PVP, PV, lots of grinding. Um, like we're honestly, we're a news reporting station sometimes. Uh, I might try <laughs> Pal World soon. Um, but like honestly, we've been kind of liking Naraka Blade Point lately, so we'll we'll see about that. I just play what I kind of want. But we are not done today. But the podcast is finished for today. Uh, for our podcast listeners that really enjoy it, remember we're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. Um, so if you guys want to listen to it on your way to work and things like this, you can absolutely do that. Uh, if not, it's it's uploaded to my YouTube every week. Uh, I know that Jay Kuhn is is falling off the wagon a little bit, but most of the time it is uploaded by Jay um uh to his youtube channel as well so you can find it uh at those places as well uh as well from all of us here at the old moon podcast we wish you a great rest of your week guys